For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. It's Tuesday, the 18th of July. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Shad Wicker here. Uh, it's joined again by Shane Lee, who's now back on deck. We're very happy with it. But Shane, you've had a rough night, mate, and it's not because you've been up partying. It's not not from partying at all, mate. It's from pure jet lag. And uh, I didn't sleep a wink last night. And I, I don't know, I've never suffered from insomnia. Um, and for those who have, I have a real... I feel sorry for them now. It's just terrible. We're lying there all night and the thoughts that go through your head, Chad. That yeah. sounds extremely <laughs> ominous for a Tuesday morning. <laughs> Shane Lee, the thoughts that go through my head when I haven't had a good night's sleep. Well, there's only so many times you can think about what can I have for dinner tonight? What, what should I do? What, what do I need to do for work today? And, and, uh, yeah. How would I commit a murder? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> mate. Yeah, I was about to say uh, something uh, a bit filthy for a solution for you to go to bed, but I think we'll save it uh, for off uh, podcast conversations, ladies and gentlemen. Look, this is afternoon sport, which of course means we have to talk all things sport, cricket. A uh, few few big stories coming up uh, for you in cricket at the moment. Are enough mm. people watching women's football? And Matilda Starr thinks there definitely is. Uh, and the AFL looking to shake up the way the competition works. And I'm all for it. So let's get into it next. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with CellAid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a CellAid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your CellAid at CellAid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D.io. We'll start things with cricket, uh, Shano. England recalling a familiar name for the fourth Ashes Test. Yeah, Anderson comes back in for the fourth Test, um, and Moen Ali, who was promoted to number three uh, last uh, match, will stay there. Um, this is a must-win game for England uh, if they want to be any chance at all. Australia, all they do is need a draw to retain the Ashes. Um, but Moen Ali, a, he's been a great all-rounder, but don't forget, prior to this um, Ashes series, he had retired from Test cricket, and he brought back. Then he injured his finger, he missed the next test, and now he's batting three. But his overall record for England is very good. Um, I think he's 23 runs short of 3,000 test runs, and he's got 200 test wickets. It's only 16 wow. other players in the history of the game to do that, but he's 41 years of age. Um, so, look, he's a very, very good cricketer, and he gives him some depth too. Um, and Anderson comes in to replace Robertson. So the Poms are going to play four quicks, mate. They'll be um, uh, Anderson, as I just mentioned, Broad, Wokes and Wood, who took five wickets last Test match, bowling, bowling absolute thunderbolts. And they need to bowl Australia out twice. So that's why they're going with that attack, mate. Interesting. What mm. do you think here? Because isn't it, there's only been one team that's come from 2-0 down to win the Ashes, and it's us? Yeah, it is. It's, um, I have to say the momentum's probably with England at the moment because they won mm. the last Test. But um, let's just see what, what side Australia goes with. The, um, the old Trafford wicket, they all say it's a good spinner's wicket, is very dry and very flat. But 
in um, in the UK, it has the worst record for spinners. Uh, so it's potentially Australia might go without a spinner for this test. Uh, they might not play um, uh, young Murphy and then try and put an extra batter in with Cameron Green uh, as well. So mm. it might be a defensive move. We'll wait and see on that. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, let's bring it closer to home here. Uh, a date's been set for the BBL and yep. WBBL overseas player drafts. It has, mate. It worked really, really well last year. It was the first time it was in. Uh, now, this is the draft for international players who put their uh, their name into into the hat to be drawn out to play. Um, it's in four rounds. So round one is platinum. So they're the, the highest, most um, expensive and high-profile players. Round two is platinum and gold. Round three, gold and silver. And round four is silver and bronze. Um, each club has to... Uh, not participate in one of those rounds uh, mm-hmm. and they had to choose at least two international players so that, that they're the rules and look it worked pretty well last year and depending on how what teams performed last year just like the AFL um, they get first picks over the teams that did better okay yep. so clear so as mud hey which would you yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's really just makes complete sense <laughs> I'm I'm listening to that and going uh, like a lot of people would probably go oh you'd skip the last round then if you want to you know you have to skip any round but in my head and correct me if I'd be like oh, I'll skip the platinum round well potentially because um, obviously the, the the silver and bronze round they're a lot cheaper uh, and you could and how pick bigs a- and how big's a game changer for one player in the platinum round compared to maybe getting a couple of golds well potentially yeah and and don't forget that uh, a few of these Afghanistani Afghanistani um, spinners were really really cheap early doors um they've proved mm-hmm. themselves now um in the, the format of um of the bbl and in other tournaments around the world so there are some really really good young talent coming in and you could pick them up a number of them up um for a bargain yeah so that's the sort of the strategy for each of the the teams that probably will have a a player representative um on on this on their side uh, one more thing for cricket as well. We spoke about this last week. I remember, I think, it, I, dead set reckon it was when I first joined this uh, podcast with you, Shano, we were talking about the Major League Cricket Tournament mm-hmm. that was potentially kicking off. It's now, it's here, it's ready to go. And uh, there's a thought process now that we might see a wave of American cricketers. Hey, maybe they'll start popping up in the BBL drafts. Well, there's always been a lot of, I think, just in um, in Hollywood, in around LA there, uh, there's 250,000 registered cricketers, um, all of them expats, a lot of them Indians and Pakistanis who, who are living over there. Um, mm. But they've been trying to get this league up in the US for a number of years. It is up and running now. Uh, and Moses Enriques is over there playing for the Washington Freedom, who align with the New South Wales um, Cricket Association here. So that is the uh, Sydney Sixers and the Thunder. Um, and he said the amount of talent that's actually sort of in and around that tournament at the moment is huge. And he said, we could start to see some real, genuine uh, American cricketers start to be produced, which would be exciting, wouldn't it? Well, to expand the... Uh, yeah. could, could we possibly see an expansion of the international cricket world? Will there be an American T20 side in the coming years? Yeah, there will be. There, there, there already is in and around there, mate. But like so, a competitive one? Well, but, well, <laughs> well potentially. Potentially, yeah. It's, uh, mate, there's a, a lot of great athletes that don't get to play in the American sports, um, and there's big money now in cricket. So where there's money, uh, people will start to uh, focus their talents, and then with that comes, um, you know, players who sort of can be can be pulled out of obscurity. 
Yeah, right. Well, I mean, really, every sport should be dominated by the US yeah, when you think of like the sheer right. numbers and the kind of athletes that they have floating around there. Yeah, but that's right. we'll have to wait and see. Look, we'll take a quick break now uh, because coming up next, AFL fans, things are potentially, I think they're definitely going to happen. A uh, big shake-up to the way finals works in the AFL. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. Now, Shano, look, uh, I am, I'm kind of always generally on the side of change uh, mm-hmm. for when it comes to formats. I am a traditionalist with things like, you know, state of origin in, in uh, rugby league. I might yep. keep it on Wednesday. It should be where it is. I'm pretty hardline on that. But when it comes to evolving the way the game's finals comes together, I understand money talks. The NBA did a similar thing not too long ago, and now the AFL is looking to do the same. AFL uh, asking 18 club executives this week on whether they should introduce a wild card round, mm. which would effectively expand the competition by, I believe, to two uh, teams, the finals part of the competition, that is. Don't do it, AFL. Do not, <laughs> do not do this. The AFL competition, I believe, is one of the most pure, fantastic competitions that just works. People mm. get it. They understand it. It's been like that for years. They have, they have a brilliant draft at the start of the season. They're expanding the women's game really well. Don't do this. So they're talking about saying that um, come finals round, we'll, we'll do an extra round, and it'll be seven number seven versus number 10, and eight will take on nine, and the top mm. six will have a bye. They're mm-hmm. just getting greedy for extra TV rights here. And people, it's, don't make the season long. They did this in the Big Bash. Remember when the Big Bash started? It was it was over a month there. I think I think cricket is a bit different to yeah. AFL, one of the most watched sports in the country. People are, are hungry for it. This worked out so well for the NBA though as well. Like yeah. people were like, it's the same format. The NBA introduced this. It's a play-in tournament, is what they call mm. it in the yep. in the NBA. And with it comes, yeah, more TV money, more money for players, obviously more money for execs. And more AFL, but you know it, it would essentially mean in the ladder right now. Um, if you look at what's happening currently in the AFL, uh, the Bulldogs at Essendon, despite being Correct. in seventh and eighth, yep. GWS are on the same points, and Mike Carlton actually, who are yep. in tenth, would all play each other, and then the two winners would go through, and then the format stays the same moving yeah. forward. Yep, yep. I think it's 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 worth looking at. Okay. I think it's worth looking at when you have a competition that has a very, like a logjam of parity in that area of the ladder. That's mm. one of the reasons the NBA did it was to keep more stars involved in the finals and and create a bit more excitement because the the talent pool was getting spread and they wanted to kind of involve some of these smaller t- uh, market teams mm. that weren't necessarily getting a lot and to keep the Lakers involved because uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they were floating <laughs> on the outside. I think I think you're saying don't do it, AFL. I think it's 100% going to happen. Yeah. I can't see why an AFL executive would say no. Maybe the top six, like top four sides, but even then if it's not really affecting you, if you're worried about losing your spot, this, this move would also help you keep your spot. Yeah, potentially. You know? um, but I think if they're going to make anything 
different. I would bring in like the EPL. I I bring in the relegation. Relegation. Yeah. So so West Coast would be out, right? Um, yeah. And the then who would year. come in? Well, I don't know. But but if you want to truly start to build the game uh, on a national level uh, and and potentially get other teams to come in and get potential finance from say celebrities or, or high net worth business people who want to put their own team together, this could be a really really clever way to do it. That's an interesting. Mm. It's an interesting way mm. to think about. It. I guess it does yep. make the back end of the the ladder more exciting when you have relegation yeah. kind of zones. But then you need to have a truly national lower tier. The VFL waffle saffle you would uh, wouldn't wouldn't exist. They yeah. would have to change and become uh, a unified national competition. But I don't know. I think you're going to see it. I feel like you're really going to see a play-in tournament in the AFL. It could be wrong. Watch this space. Does Watch like this space. Traditional. Yeah. Uh, quickly on NRL as well. Uh, South Sydney locking in a man that I think was look. It caused so much stress for New South Wales fans mm. over the Origin period. The man that could have been the solution to all the centre was yeah, <laughs> and mm. a few other positional issues as well. Campbell Graham has locked in three more years uh, with the Rabbitohs, who are putting together, they're really kind of keeping together a great core with a pretty strong addition next year when Whiten comes in as well. So, well, big you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is, mate. So Campbell Graham, as you said, three years. So he'll remain at Redfern to 2027 with Latrell, 2027. Jack Whiten, 2027. Then you've got Cam Murray, Damien Cook, Cody Walker, all 2025. And then you start to think, why did they get rid of Reynolds then? <laughs> if they, they, well, put, I know, I suppose. Can you afford all those guys without, without Reynolds? Maybe you can. Um, I don't think. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think you can when, no. when you let ratings go. I think yeah. also, if anything, I think when you look at this this split of of Souths and Reynolds, mm. I think that you know in the first season it became very clear that Souths had made a good call because yep. I mean they had they had a great run. Yep, they're still doing reasonably well now. Injuries have kind of affected them, but mm. I think I think it's an on par split. Okay. If Reynolds if Reynolds and the Broncos end up winning the, the final, everyone's going to say that the South lost out on that, blah, 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 blah. But I think, if anything, this seems like the most mutual and even split of a, of a signing departing because you think, you know, Whiten's younger and he's coming in. He's still yes. not a spring chicken, but he's like, he's younger, he's coming in. And I don't think they would have kept players like Campbell Graham, Murray, mm. uh, Cody Walker. They You know they wouldn't have kept Cody Walker. Uh, Walker. So... I think it's been good, but this South team, there's a lot of centres in this South team. It's a lot of centres, isn't there? Yep. <laughs> right. you, need, you often need a few guys either side of centres, I've always yeah, said. Yeah, you need some wingers. <laughs> there's like, but, but like, it just seems like there's a bit of a logjam. Like, at White, yeah. and they're saying Whiten's not going to play in the halves, then they've mm. had some pretty good revelations in the outside backs. Yep. I think there's going to be some decent outside backs floating around the market, and they're going to be leaving <laughs> South Sydney. So. Yeah. Something to keep an eye on there as well. Um, I love this because the boss of afternoon sports is a <laughs> rabid Roosters fan, and they are. Um, I do a power rankings for for a uh, another pod each week, and yep. I actually bump the Roosters all the way down to the fourth worst team. The Bulldogs above them, actually, Whoa. so the third worst Jeez. team in the competition. Uh, they are absolutely woeful. They're now one hundred and fifty one dollar. Uh, odds for the premiership, which makes sense. Obviously, they're a mm. bad team, but um, <laughs> I want to. I just want to run this by you. Yep. Because here's a damning stat for the Roosters: they are second last in points scored in the competition. They are just right? above, yeah. above West. Yeah, uh, just above West. They're also second last in tries scored in the competition by one try to West, and yep. that's over West as well. Yep. 
right? Now, if you did a, if you redid the kind of rankings and you did a, uh, like a talent versus success ratio. Oh, wow, yeah. They would be the worst team in the competition. Easily. Like, this has got to be one of the most embarrassing seasons for the Roosters. And you know what's crazy? I feel like you can really draw it back to when they dropped Sam Walker. Mm, yeah. A wild reaction that really just turned this team to rubbish. Well, you'd have to say so too, but I think other stats you want to throw in here with the Roosters is that um, their record against the heavyweights, I'm talking about playing Penrith, the Storm and South, they've only mm. won four of twenty last 24 matches. Penrith, yeah. Penrith have won eight straight against them. Melbourne have won the last seven of eight. They're, so they're not, they're not beating the big teams either. For, for a mm. team that is around the paddock, superstars on paper are performing really, really poorly and most of them are above 30 years of age. Yeah, yeah. They've got an ageing size. Oh, bottom three in, uh, in line breaks. They're, they're also bottom three in tackles within uh, 20 metres of an opponent's line. I'll give you a fascinating one just mm. before. I was getting really dive, deep diving into stats uh, yesterday, and I found a very fascinating stat for you, right? So the yep. Tigers, the worst team in the competition, <laughs> uh, obviously last, they've scored the least amount of points. But Tigers are last in tries scored. But if you do the ranking of uh, most tackles inside opponents, 20. Yep. They're second. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Panthers right. are number one, and then the Tigers are number two. They just can't convert. They just can't get. They just can't get across the line. That's nuts, isn't it? So, so they're getting they're getting <laughs> out of their back half really well. They get yeah, they're getting ball inside yeah. their opponents twenty. Jesus, uh, yeah. they're like tackled inside opponents twenty. They've been tackled five hundred and forty-two times in their opponents twenty. Yet they have the least amount of tries scored in the competition. There you go, mate. Gee whiz, interesting. That's isn't a good it? stat, mate. Stat yeah. tells me things. Yeah, well, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what's going to happen with the Roosters, mate, uh, in the coming seasons. Like people were saying, Nick, Nick Plyce is getting on and looking for a succession for him, and the, and the pandemic didn't get Nick. But this stress might. This stress might. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it couldn't happen to a worse fan base, so that's good. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you before we go to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors. Cell AED. It's the world's smallest defibrillator. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Hi, it's David Poir here, host of the Employability Podcast. We have a new season of episodes for you to listen to. So if you're someone starting out in your professional career and looking for a way to get ahead in the corporate world, tune in. On the pod, we talk to a bunch of people from diverse backgrounds who have navigated their way to successful careers here in Australia. Find the Employability Podcast on any podcast app and click to follow. Listener.